Happy birthday, Aaron! Aaron, it's your birthday. It's my uh, fucking uh, birthday. We are recording on your birthday. It's uh, my uh, actual fucking birthday. And uh, we uh. snuck this recording in so we don't have the actual gift from the P.O. box, but that's okay. That's okay. Damn! We'll open it later. How's your mood ring looking? Um, it's I'm green. Mine's kind of green too. I, I wish think I mine's knew green what that too. Meant. I know. It's, I left the fucking paper inside. Stacy got me a mood ring for my birthday. Heart, it's, heart. It's the most. <laughs> that was Captain Planet. <laughs> for anyone who didn't get that one word quote. <laughs> How could you not say heart like that and not understand what show that's from? Well, I mean, the people that are just listening didn't see our fists go out. That's true. But uh, it's the most beautiful thing that I ever did see, and it's a mood ring, and it's purple right now. Well, no, it's pink right now. Oh, pink mine's and green. green and yellow. It's kind of green and orange. It's got sparkles. Yeah. No it big was, deal. It was blue. Special. I was calm. It does I was have calm. sparkles. Yeah. Not calm anymore. Not Fuck calm that anymore. Shit. I think I'm... Curious. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, so has today been the greatest day of your whole fucking life? Well, I got to have my lunch break with you. I know. I'm so excited. So, yes. Yes, it has. And um, and there might be a really big change coming in my future. Do you just want to roll right into the goddamn? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to take you guys on an emotional roller coaster really quick. Oh, my God. Okay. He- I'm ready. Here it is. Here All it right. is. All okay. Right. Strapped um, in. Per usual, mm-hmm. it has to do with my car. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. Jesus Christ. Um, so what has it been so far? Fucking low air in the tires, flat tires, a crack in my windshield. Literally the past, like, I don't know, four weeks I've been about my car, right? Yeah, yeah. Guys, I You're got dude. rear-ended on the freeway. <gasps> I forgot that they don't know. No, nobody Aaron knows. got fucking rear-ended I on almost the died on Thursday. I'm so glad you didn't. I would have to fucking kill that bitch who rear-ended you. I mean, it would have been justifiable. Yeah. sad. Because this bitch hit me. She was going, quote unquote, freeway speeds, which the cops said, because there were fucking cops and ambulances and fire trucks and shit. Oh my God, that's nuts. The cops said he put 55, because that's like she said, freeway speeds. I was going not. (laughs) Zero. I was stopped. Like a responsible human being. Well, there was like, there's a merge and it always backs up right there. And so it was like stop and go traffic. And I was legitimately stopped. And she fucking blasted into the back of my car shit there was no like i just listen guys i fucking i almost died she yeeted my ass off the freeway (laughs) 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 i went down an embankment my car hit a fucking exit roadway sign thing and that shit snapped in half it's like a four by four post of wood like six by six i don't know what the fuck they are snapped in half crashed out on my windshield and fucking shattered that bitch. And then the bottom half of it, because it was like two feet up that it broke, wrecked the whole bottom of my car because my Fuck. car went over it. And then my car eventually fucking pulled that bitch out of the ground. So I was fucking going. Like, she she pushed me real fucking hard. <laughs> and then she hit the car in front of me as well, which was a more expensive car than mine. And uh, that one got pretty damaged as well. So um, Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm getting a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> what have I told you guys so many fucking times? All I want is a goddamn Jeep. So the universe has the supplied. Universe, you know, Listen. Jeremy works in mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> Small miracles. Oh, I don't know. Jesus. I don't know. But I'm okay. The uh, lady in front of me is okay. The lady behind me who hit me, uh, she was taken away in an ambulance, but she was walking and talking, and she is okay. She said she's just all bruised up and has a bruised sternum, but nothing is broken. So, Mm. listen, everybody's Everybody's okay. okay. Kids weren't in the car. Kids were not in the car. Thank fuck. Thank fuck. I had just dropped them off at preschool slash daycare, and, oh, God. I couldn't even, okay, first, I could not imagine doing an accident with a child. No. Like, the accident part would be scary enough, but then, like, afterward, you're standing around for, like, 30 Forever. minutes. Yeah, yeah. To be like, hey, don't fucking run in the freeway. Like, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, or, like, keep them in the car, like, strapped in, you know? The fire fighter came over, and he was like, oh, my God, were there kids in the car? Because he saw my fire, my fire seats, my car seats, and I was like, no, 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 no. And he's like, oh, thank God. And I'm like, you have kids. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, as soon as you told me that you got an accident, instantly your next text message was like, no kids in the car. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. My heart sank yeah. so hard. Yeah. But Erin definitely hit her head, and then we went to Alanis Morissette 
later that day. That night, yeah. That night. And uh, the whole night she was, like, forgetting shit (laughs) and, like, couldn't remember words. And I'm like, you should have gone to the fucking hospital. Yeah, I probably... Probably had a concussion, but it, maybe not because I didn't throw up or anything. But I slept for the rest of the day. I called my boss because I was like, hey, I'm going to be not there today. Yeah, there was something that happened. Um, some shit went down. And my boss is very fucking understanding and all that. And so he was like, uh, yeah, do all the things. And he's like, oh, telling me all the things to do. And I'm like, yeah, I, the cops are here. Like, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just not going to be at work. I don't need your advice. Yeah, I just <laughs> need to tell you that I'm not going to be there today. So, uh, but then I went home and I just fucking <laughs> napped for like 18 hours. And then I woke up and I was like, you want to get drunk? wrong you're supposed to drink on a head injury right oh yeah the whole night she just kept saying i have a head injury every time i forgot something yeah every time i forget something now i'm like well i have a head injury anytime you want us to feel bad for you you're like i have a head injury Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i drop something well listen guys i have a head injury (laughs) i've I've said it to my boss too and he's like you didn't go in the fucking ambulance he got so pissed at me that i didn't i was mad at you too but i was trying to curtail it yeah i just mentioned it a handful of times i just mentioned it every text message every day even my son who is four was like you should have gone in the ambulance that's just because he wanted me to go in an ambulance listen to tell him about it listen yeah you're not wrong but (laughs) you're i did not tell him to say that (laughs) i did not prompt him yeah no my boss i know you're getting it from everyone else yeah i'm getting it from everyone my boss was pissed the firefighter touched it i was like i got hit in the head but he like, touched it. He's like, nope, your brains are still in there, so we're good. <laughs> Thank God. Job done here. <laughs> yeah. Second. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm all right. I'm glad you made it, and I'm super excited for your Jeep. So, yeah. What's your goddamn? Uh, oh, my God. I have so many. I feel like it's been like a thousand years since we recorded, and I so know. many fun things have happened, and I can't remember any of them. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you the most recent thing that happened. I, it's work-related, so it's mm-hmm. kind of lame, but mm-hmm. also fucking shocked the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I was invited to a coffee talk with our, like, fucking very important person that, like, heads our department about, like, diversity and inclusion. And I noticed that all of the people on this invite were all women. Oh. And then when I entered the meeting, I discovered Mm -hmm. from HR that my particular department only has 8% female leaders in, like, upper management roles. There are 8% Wow. In those roles. Are you about to fucking break through a glass ceiling? Um, I break through so many. And then the rest are all males, right? So 97%, whatever, are all males. And I'm like, that is fucking mind-blowing. Like, I've always known it. Yeah. But, like, seeing actual numbers, it's like, oh, it's me. Oh, yeah. It's just me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so then I enter this meeting and all the girls are like, you know, because the guy, the, the, like, head of the department, whatever, he's a dude. Mm -hmm. And... You know, first of all, he starts off this discussion and he's like, I just want to let you know that, like, I have a mom and I have, a, a you know, a wife that at work. So I understand you're like, you know. Struggle. You're str- yeah. And I'm like, that's like fucking having your token black friend and being like, I can say it because I have a black friend. Like, yeah. Fuck I- off. <laughs> all right. Chill, bro. But he was trying to be nice. Yeah. Like, yeah you get yeah. it. And then all these chicks. And he's also probably older. So you're like, how much leniency do I give you for oh, being he a was fucking like, sexist I, asshole? Yeah. He was like, oh, I appreciate that my mom was never home. It made me be independent. Yeah. That's what he was saying to us. And so he's telling you, like, oh, don't worry about your family. Yeah. yeah you just mm-hmm. fucking keep working. And I was getting pissed. And then so they opened up the floor for us to talk. And you know me. You know me. <laughs> uh-huh, I do. Right? I do. And so at first it was really quiet and two people spoke up and they were like, oh, I've never felt, you know, excluded or whatever. You know, everything's been great. I love my life here. Blah, 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 blah. Which, to be fair, I don't think anything within my company is intentional. Yeah. I think it's cultural. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. But you came in and you're like, um, so there's dudes getting hired after me that are making more than me. Can we, um. Figure that shit out. Can we make that? No, so this one chick she mentioned, because my company went through a whole lawsuit of, like, not paying the women fair wages. Wow. And so we actually got paid out. Wow. Um, and so she was like, you know, during that lawsuit, actually, I was surprised because I don't feel that it's true. Ooh, and gross. I jumped First in. of all, bitch, you are on the wrong side. I jumped in. Well, they all were. They were like, everything's perfect here. And I jumped in. And I was like, actually, after that lawsuit, I got a 40% increase in my pay. I got 40 fucking percent increase in my pay. God For damn. For years, I was not paid 40% money equal to my male counterpart that's fucking so insane. when that happened 
I instantly didn't trust my company anymore because I yeah. thought that there were things and checks in place to mm-hmm. take care of me. Mm-hmm. And I quickly learned that there that were. they don't give a fuck right? about you. So now I think it's all smoke and mirrors. And I told, I told the guy this. And the guy said, he said, oh God. he fucking oh said. Oh God. Oh God. He goes, oh God. well, the reason is because males generally are more aggressive in the negotiation processes. So when you start a job, you negotiate your prices and, ten- and it tends to be that males are aggressive. And I said, but the problem with that is I should should be paid based off of my experience and my actual ability to perform. I should not. I shouldn't have to beg you or be aggressive with you about it. No, like the culture, our culture and the company culture values aggressiveness as a trait. But that's not right. No. Like why? No. So now what happens when you value that aggressive trait or whatever is you're paying somebody to do way less work, way more money. Mm-hmm. And then you have me getting paid less who's a fucking superstar. Yeah. And you now I'm starting to fucking... figure shit out. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what do you and think? And why would you stay? Like, why would you yeah. fucking work yeah. hard for this? Oh, if that guy's and I'm a left? female, by the way. And I see that I only have an 8% fucking chance of getting to the next step yeah. like getting to an upper management position what makes me want to work, work here? hard yeah. yeah that's some bullshit right yeah. i can do as much as fucking joe blow over there and mm-hmm. get paid the same that i am now yeah. so whatever yeah. so fuck off fuck off and then he was saying like oh okay well when we do reviews and everything like we just we put up the title i don't even know your name or your gender or anything like that and i was like yeah but when there are 70 or eight, 90 fucking four percent males there the likelihood that a male is going to be promoted is way more than i have an eight percent chance of my name being up on that board yeah that's fucking stupid like i was so mad i held it together very well but he kept kind of rebuting what i was Mm -hmm. saying like Mm -hmm. oh no this that and the other and he said you know he said he did agree like okay yeah aggressiveness i understand that that is a trait like he kind of was taking it in and then he said, you know, it's just that when you're in these meetings, speak up, make sure that your value is known, is what he said. And no, the HR lady, value. the HR lady stopped him and was like, what these ladies are telling you is they don't have a seat at that table for that meeting. Oh, They're fuck. not even present to have these conversations. <gasps> oh, I like that analogy. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, eat it. And then also, I don't think anything's going to happen from this conversation. Yeah. But I just was fucking infuriated when yeah. I figured out that stat. I was running around to all my female coworkers, and I'm like, "Did you know?" <laughs> you're like, "Hey, we're the one percent." Yeah, we're hey, the eight percent. You know? No, I'm not in that eight oh, percent. I'm you're not, not even yeah. upper management. No, yeah. I'm working towards that. I would like to be promoted to that, and I'm yeah. like two steps, three. No, I'm probably like six steps away re- in reality. But like, yeah. you know, my boss is a step away from that. Yeah, she has an eight percent chance of being promoted. That's Over fucking bullshit. She yeah. busts her ass. It's fucking insane. It's insane. Yeah. That's my TED Talk. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. God you damn. go, girl. Goddamn. 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 Two serious ones today, guys. Goddamn. Hell yeah. So on that note, do you want me to take you into a serious... Yeah. <laughs> take me into it. Death? I've been super emotional because I have a head injury, so if I start crying during this one, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you won't cry. Okay. At least I don't think you will. That'd be silly. Yeah. It'd be silly. Okay, so this week, I'm going to tell you about Lisa Mitchell. Okay, Lisa, lay it on me. In 2012, Lisa, who was 31, was a young mother of two who lived in Calgary, Canada with her... Did you say she was 31 and and a young young mother mother of two? I did. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm still a young mother. Yeah. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I mean, not anymore today, but yesterday I was. I don't know how old we are. Uh, Yep. It's a tough one. Do you know? It's mid is it? A little less than mid. Is it 34? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, is I, it, why are you talking in code? <laughs> like, I legit have no idea how old we are. Can you tell me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 34. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, well, she was a young mother of two children. Okay. She Listen, lived me too. Yep. Preach. Mm-hmm. She lived with her common-law husband, Ooh. Alan Scheibach. Okay. Now... Alan and Lisa had been together for about, like, 10 years on and off again. They kind of had that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Common um, law, 10 years. Common law, 10 years. So they had been together for a hot minute. Okay. But the couple started to fall on hard times in 2012 and because Alan was unable to find work. Ooh. I guess he was laid off, unable to find work. So what Lisa did was she took on two jobs to help keep the family afloat. Okay. So obviously the stress of money problems – Keeping up two fucking jobs, dealing mm-hmm. with all that home life shit. They fought a lot. Like I said, they were on again, off again, whatever. Yeah. So at this particular time, they were fighting a lot, but they decided that they were going to stay together and try to make the relationship work for the kids. Okay. Which sometimes is not the best decision. I mean, sometimes. But I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I fucking get it. Kids are like, fuck yeah, two Christmases. 
<laughs> parents are like, God damn it, I have to do drop-offs? Yeah. Oh, man. That shit sucks. <laughs> okay, so they're going to make it work, right? Yeah. Until in late 2012, it was like October, mm-hmm. Lisa goes missing. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Uh-oh. On October 27th, Lisa spent the weekend at her mother's house, and her mother's name was Peggy Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And she lived in in Longview, Alberta, and I guess Lisa went to stay with her now and then so that she could work at a local bar. Okay. I don't know if she's picking up extra shifts or what the deal was. I don't really know the living situation, but she was at her mom's house for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Kids? I think the kids were with dad. Okay. Back in Calgary. Okay. There's a lot of sounds in this episode, and they're just going to have to stay. Sorry, guys. Listen. You know. <laughs> you guys know the struggle. Time limit. Yeah. <laughs> so now Lisa goes to her mom's house for the weekend, and she leaves on that Sunday, and that was the last time that her mom actually saw Lisa. Okay. Over the next two weeks, Peggy started to get weird emails from Lisa. Oh, emails. What yeah. year is it? It's 2012. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm, I know. Weird. Well, and this is what Peggy thought was weird, too. Like, I haven't seen my daughter or called like, her, talked to her, yeah. and I'm just getting these emails from her. Yeah. One of the emails simply said, quote, just had to get away. Mm-mm. Okay. Suspicious. Yep. Another one said, quote, will be in touch. Love ya. Kind of okay. weird, right? Yeah. In another email, Lisa asked Peggy to pack up her clothes. So she must have had some of her clothes at Peggy's house or something. Okay. So she said pack up her clothes and that she was going to come pick them up because she's just fucking running away from home, running away from life. I don't really know the details behind, like, her reasoning for telling Peggy to pack up her clothes. Quote, unquote. But, yeah, but that was the message she got. Like, pack up my clothes. I'm fucking coming to get them. And then Lisa never showed up to get them. Ooh, so since I know something nefarious is going to happen, yeah. this feels like a setup. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, pretty smart. Yeah. To say like, hey, pack up my shit. I'm going to leave forever. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, she's just gone now, right? She's just mm. gone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty smart, but pretty fucked up. Super so fucked up. So fucked if up. If I'm assuming it is not actually her. Yeah. Right? So mm. fucked up. So now Peggy knew something wasn't right with Lisa, and she was concerned about this weird correspondence yeah. and, like, sudden absence. Mm-hmm. They continue to email back and forth for a few weeks until Peggy gets this weird voicemail from Lisa. <gasps> was it her voice? Oh, I'm going to tell you about this oh, voicemail. okay. Tell me. But this voicemail is what triggers Peggy to finally call the cops and be like, <gasps> hey, something's up with my daughter. So. Oh, I got chills. Oh. So. Every night, Peggy would fall asleep with her cell phone on her bed. Okay. Because she didn't want to miss any message from her daughter. Aww. I guess I don't really know if it's a cell phone or a home phone. But whatever. You get the point, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, Peggy. Her phone. Yeah. So. 2012 uh, could have been cell. Could have been anything. Yeah. So Peggy was sleeping with her phone in her bed because she didn't want to miss any call from her daughter or anything. Mm-hmm. And. That's why I sleep with my phone under my pillow. So I don't want to miss any calls from you. <laughs> I literally put that shit across the room because I don't want any fucking text message to wake me up because I'm like the lightest sleeper ever. Good to know. Yeah. (laughs) But I always get it in time, you know? You do. And I'm always awake when anybody texts me anyway. But, you know, on the off chance. Yeah. Fucking PTSD from midnight phone calls. I won't wake up. That's why it's under my pillow. (laughs) You can call me. I won't wake up. (laughs) I know. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Okay. So Peggy was sleeping with her phone. Yeah. Right? Got her phone. She's like, oh my God, need to talk to my fucking daughter. Under her pillow. And Lisa calls. Okay. And she fucking missed the call. Oof. That's hard. And so the phone goes to voicemail, right? And Lisa leaves a voicemail. I mean, good for evidence. Yeah, good for evidence. So now this voicemail that was left sounded weird and, like, oddly pieced together. hmm And it said, quote, hey, I'm okay. Sometimes my weeks get crazy, you know, and it was quiet for a while, and then all of a sudden this happened. Within a half a day, I should, but he's back now, and I gotta go. Love you. So now I'm obviously just getting this written out. So yeah, I don't, you don't know, know inflection. Yeah. So I don't know if she was trying to say like, hey, sometimes my weeks get crazy. It's been quiet for a while. And then all of a sudden this happened. And within a half a day, I should. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh, he's oh. back now. I got to go. Yeah. I don't really know exactly. Like you yeah. said, inflection. Or it could be like, hey, I'm OK. <laughs> like different recording. Yeah. So. That's exactly what Peggy was saying. She was like, okay, so this is Lisa's voice. I know this is her voice, but something doesn't sound right. Like, it sounds like she's being held hostage and she's being forced to say this stuff. Like, I know my daughter and this isn't okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, I could piece together your voice. Yeah, you could. You could literally get me to say any fucking thing you want. Exactly. We should do that. That'd be really funny. Like, we'll each run off for a week and then come back with our best 
Our best pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wouldn't know who's who anyway. I love you in the throat. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so her mom's like, this is my daughter, but it doesn't sound right. I'm pretty sure she's fucking being held captive somewhere, chained up in someone's basement, being tortured, oh whatever. Oh like, God. I'm going to call the fucking cops. A poor mother's catastrophic thinking. Exactly. So the cops launch a missing persons investigation, and they start first with Alan and Spouse. Lisa's home. Yeah. Right? They search the home, and they don't find anything suspicious or out of place. So it's leaning more towards, like, Lisa just left. And that's not a crime, right? Yeah. Like she just fucking disappeared, and you're being over dramatic mom, whatever. Mm. Right? Like, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Every lead that the police found had turned into a dead end. Mm. And although her case soon went cold, because obviously they couldn't figure anything out, right? So the case ends up going cold. But Lisa's mom never gave up hope. Or never stopped looking for her daughter. Mm -hmm. And the investigators didn't give up either. They were just like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, yeah. She's just gone. They don't and have any nothing, leads. Yeah, there's nothing suspicious. There's nothing missing. Like, we're going to keep searching for her, but, like, I don't fucking know. Oh, my God, that sucks. Right? So the police start to look into that weird voicemail a little further. Yeah. And it turns out to be the key piece of evidence that cracks this case Wide fucking Ooh, open. Cracked it open. Yeah. Got him. Okay, so the call that was made to Peggy from mm -hmm. Lisa's phone to make that voicemail, right? Mm -hmm. They traced this phone back to basically what I'm assuming a burner phone because the phone had only ever made a handful of phone calls. One of those being to Peggy, the mm -hmm. one that she got, and four of them were to Alan. Mm -hmm. So now Lisa is calling Alan during the period of time that she is missing. Mm -hmm. So the police were like, well, and now they're like, hey, Alan, so you heard from Lisa and you didn't tell us that? Exactly. The police are like, hold the fuck up, Alan. You never told us that Lisa reached out to you. Like, what do you know that you're not telling us? Yeah. Like, now we know you're being deceitful. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I need to know more details. So they zero in on Alan and they check into his bank accounts. And around the time that Lisa went missing, they discovered that he had purchased, mm. are you ready for this? Yes. Six bags of concrete. Oh, fuck. A bucket. Uh-huh. A large plastic tub. Okay. Cat litter. Ugh. Bleach. Why? Gloves. Okay. And plywood. And he bought all plywood. of this. Plywood. Plywood. And he bought, all the plywood's fucking expensive, as we learned. Well, now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know the prices in 2012. Lumber prices have gone up. Yeah, that's but. true. But he bought all of this in November on November 3rd of 2012. Okay. So early November, she went missing late October. Yep. So fucking days after she went missing. Mm -hmm. But this kind of sounds like a purchase to, like, hide a body, right? Sounds like it. Pretty fishy. So the police are pretty sure at this point that they're looking for a body and it's no longer a missing person's case. Yeah. But they don't tell anybody that. Like, they yeah. don't tell Alan that they're on to him. <sighs> That they know about his purchases. They don't mention this. They're just like, hey, Alan, everything's great. Keep working with us, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being so helpful. Yeah, you're so helpful. So now that they think that it's like a fucking murder investigation, they decide the best way to find out what happened to Lisa is to get Alan to confess to whatever the fuck he did. Because they're like, he fucking bought six bags of concrete and shit. Yeah. Like, he did they're something. Like, we don't know where to look for the body, so it'd be easier if you were just like, hey, man. Just tell us. Some shit went down. Just tell us where she is. Exactly. Yeah. So they're like, okay, if we can get him to confess, that'll be easier. And the way that they decided to do this was through a ba -da -da -da, sting operation. <gasps> Fucking sting operation. Hell yeah. Sting him. Bam. 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 Oh, scorpion tail. Sting. Ah. So this operation was called Operation Aurora. Ooh. Beautiful. Aurora. Aurora. Aurora in the rural. <laughs> aurora, aurora borealis. Aurora, aurora borealis. That is hard to say. Yeah. I hate that word. Anyway, aurora, aurora. All of them. Too many A's and R's all rolling together. So it was called Operation Aurora. Okay. And basically the plan was to have undercover cops pose as like big important mob bosses, mm -hmm. like people, you know, mm -hmm. to befriend Alan and to get him to admit what he had done to Lisa. 
Uh, why would he admit to big, important mob bosses? I don't know if it's like bragging rights or if it's like, hey, we need your help to do this, but you got to be able to kill somebody. And he's like, yeah, I fucking killed before. I don't really know. Yeah. Like, hey, there's no one else on this block that we can help us hide a body. Have you ever hit a body before? (laughs) Exactly. And he's like, I know the best way to hide a body. Actually, I have. You're going to need six bags of cement. I have some leftover. (laughs) Yeah. Cat litter. Yeah. Bleach. Yeah. Yeah. Why the cat litter? Oh, you're going to find out. It's like oil. It soaks up. Like a spill, like an oil spill. That's so fucking weird. Don't actually. Does it cover scent? I guess some of it does. Yeah. Like, is it cat step, fresh step? Yeah, fresh Fresh step. step. (laughs) Or did he go with like fucking Johnny Cat, you know? Yeah, he went with the cheap shit. Yeah, for sure. He didn't know any better. (laughs) Unless he had a cat. I wonder if they had a cat. Well, he bought cat litter. Maybe he just also needed cat litter. (laughs) I don't know if they had a cat. I legit don't know that answer. He's like, and cement, and a tub, and bleach. Oh, fuck. Kitty cat litter. litter. (laughs) Fuck, I forgot bread. (laughs) She had been telling me for weeks I needed to pick up cat litter. Yeah, I should do this. She'll be happy. Yeah. So... After a year of gaining Alan's trust and a oh, year, a year, this was a slow sting operation. They like this is a slow burn. <laughs> yeah. They committed to like eight, 80 different scenarios, quote scenarios, where I guess this is like, you know, staged instances where they they dealt with Alan, you know, to yeah. build up the trust over 80 fucking different times. OK, so like they were invested on this fucking Canada, you know, I would love They're so nice to be a big mob boss, undercover cop. In the U.S., we would be like, pull a gun, shh, you're coming with me. Yeah, yeah, In yeah. Canada, they're like, well, now hold on. We'll get him to confess. In the U.S., they'd be like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he did it, but he's dead now, so. <laughs> so we can't ask him. How? Well, I shot him. <laughs> so he uh, he reached into his pocket. I did ask him to get his driver's license, but he didn't specify that he was getting his driver's he license. He did not clearly state to me. I'm going to reach into my pocket to grab my driver's license. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. No fucking joke. joke. But it's not a joke. I know. No fucking joke. Mm -hmm. That's why I said no fucking joke. No fucking joke. Anyway, so 80 different scenarios. Yeah. Alan finally confesses (gasps) that he killed Lisa. Oh, no. And that he hid her body Uh in the basement of the family home where her two children continued to live the whole two fucking years after she went missing. They were living on top of her. Was it? How? How was it? How was it? it? Oh, I'm going to tell you. In the tub? In oh. concrete, you can't oh. move that shit after. Oh, Did he bury you. it? Did, was it a ground you. floor, like oh. a fucking dirt floor? I'm tell, tell, me, tell me all I'm the things. Tell you. I'm tell tell you. So tell the me. police are like, aha, we're going to go check out the basement. Eureka. <laughs> yeah. Eureka. I know the answer. On account of some new evidence, we are By the way, I forgot to mention my previous bullet point mm-hmm. that on December 6th, 2014, the police arrest Alan and then they go search his home. Right. Obviously. <laughs> so they go to the basement. And they've got sledgehammers, picks, and chisels, and they began to break up an odd structure that they found down there. Like an obelisk? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Bless you. It's like an odd structure, but it's like a like a pole. <laughs> you find them out in the desert. They're like aliens make them. Google it later. Okay. You'll, later, you'll have, later I will. Later have a good time. Okay. <laughs> you'll have a great time. Aliens, though? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm telling sleep. you. They show up in the desert. Like, everyone's like, what is this? Hmm. Trust me. Okay. You're going to have to text me that word because I already forgot it. Obsolescence? (laughs) Yeah. Opalescence. Aurora opalescence. Close. Okay. So now they find this weird fucking structure down there. Yeah. And I guess it was like built into the corner of the basement, almost like a step in the wall or something. He's like, like, oh, that's my concrete couch. Yeah, it's the concrete couch. Uh, And it was made out of fucking cement. Uh Uh-huh. On top of the structure was... A vase. An air freshener. Thank fuck. (gasps) You know? An air freshener. There was also cat litter and a bunch of bleach. Or, or not a bunch of bleach. A bottle of bleach. So I don't know. So in a year, he didn't have the time to fucking dispose of <laughs> the bleach? Or like, I don't know, has it stopped smelling yet? Get rid of the air freshener and be like, decorate it with like, I don't know, a, a fucking altar? Yeah, an altar. <laughs> do do you think? My, okay, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was like the cat litter was spread across it or if it was yeah, just like, like the on top. bag was sitting there. And do you think he left it there and he was like, they'll never look here? Because he had the bottle of bleach there, I'm assuming it was still just the the bag, bag. of cat litter. Like yeah. he's like, and we're done, because he's a man and he'll never fucking pick it up. Jesus Christ! Done with think, that project. You fucking like at least bury your murder kit things like with, with the murder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. A bottle of bleach in an entire year. He didn't use the rest of it and I don't then get know. rid of it. He must have not had a cat. So, I guess that too. So <laughs> fucking poor Fluffy <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> so 
there was also a blanket on the structure. Again, I don't know if it was like folded up and sat there, if it was like all spread out in a manner to which to be like, nothing to see over here. It's like laid out like a table runner. <laughs> yeah, like those like Mexican serape thingies. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Okay. So the cops are in like, in case you get cold on my cement couch, <laughs> yeah, take a seat. <laughs> now the cops start busting through the cement. With uh-huh. their fucking chisels and shit, and they uncover a plastic tub. Okay. Like a Rubbermaid tub. Yeah. And when they open the tub, that's where they find the decomposing body of Lisa. All right? So she's obviously in the tub. Uh-huh. I'm not shocked. I'm just I'm not, wondering I was the just, state of decomp. I was just going to tell you that obviously Alan cannot feign surprise, right? He's like, ah, yeah, whoopsie. How did that get in my basement couch? Ah, I forgot to tell you this. <laughs> my basement concrete couch. Yeah. So he he immediately, like, admits to hiding her body down there. Yeah. Uh, also, he already did. But he's, he's like, like, ah, fuck. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. So they seize his laptop, and they discover that he had searches on his computer How to build a concrete couch? Well, it was researching, like, how do bodies decompose with, like, lack of air or lack of insect activity. Like, he was Googling, like, what's going on in that box? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. They also found that his computer's IP address was the same one that was used to send those weird emails to Peggy as Lisa. Mm -hmm. So he's fucking, mm -hmm, more fucking evidence. Mm -hmm. Police hired an audio specialist to analyze that funky voicemail that Lisa had left her mom. Yeah. Well, they found, quote, stalkerware was installed on Lisa's cell phone and Alan had installed it and basically was like saving all of her fucking conversations and then he's together her yeah and then he used those to piece together this fucking voicemail that he left (gasps) that's fucking scary that's weird as fuck first of all that's premeditated yeah and you've got fucking spyware like shit was not going well in your life in your household if my husband had spyware on my phone what the fuck yeah what the fuck yeah okay so yeah well and also like oh she finally said all right, love you. Talk to you later. Or he's now back. I can do Gotta it. go. Yeah. Bye. Like, and then he's like, "Fuck! I finally have all the pieces to this puzzle that I'm gonna send her mom." Like, yeah, but I don't know. Do I after? don't know if he had the spyware with intentions of doing this. Yeah. Or did he just have it because he's a fucking psycho, untrustworthy, yeah. fucking common law husband? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, creepy though, right? Yeah. When the autopsy was performed on Lisa, her remains were like in such a state of decomposition that it was hard to get much evidence. Okay. Her cause of death was determined to be, quote, probable manual strangulation because her thyroid cartilage was fractured. Is that your hyoid bone? Well, I don't know. That's what I thought. Like, oh, your hyoid bone. But it was it said thyroid cartilage. So I guess you have cartilage. I mean, cartilage. Cartilage. Maybe it like crunches in there. I mean, that feels cartilagey. Oh, gross. But anyway, so cartilage was fractured. So they were like she was probably strangled. Yeah. So Alan was charged with second-degree murder and causing indignity to a body. Wow. Yeah. Alan had – turns out what had happened was Alan strangled Lisa and then put her in a plastic bin, covered her remains with salt and cat litter, and then taped the lid shut and poured cement over it. Okay. Weird, right? How did he – like, did he have a mold for the cement? How do you just pour cement over? A I was wondering if bin. that's maybe what the plywood was for. Oh, probably. I like, don't really fucking know. And then he, know. he removed that, and then was like, "Anyway, I'm done here." Yeah. What was the bleach for? I guess probably cleaning up other M- messes. Murder scene. I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. I don't know why cat litter. I, I could understand the salt because, like, I just salt cured some feet. You know, maybe that's how you like mummify a body. You wouldn't want it mummified, though. I don't really know. I don't know what his searches turned up and why yeah. he was motivated to use cat litter. Maybe Other than maybe it, it won't leak. Or that, yeah. The cat litter would, like, absorb it. Oh, Ooh. so gross. It's so fucking gross. So, Alan claims that he endured years of domestic abuse at the hands of Lisa. Okay, this is his defense. Person. Yeah, this is defense. Yeah. And the night that she died, she had attacked him with a knife. And okay. so he strangled her in okay. self-defense. Then you call the cops. I just can't imagine, like, strangling being your method of attack when you're being fucking launched out with a knife. Yeah, because, like, I'd still have the knife and be like, shaking, shaking, shaking. Yeah. Shaking, yeah. <laughs> shaking. <laughs> so he said that after she died, he panicked and he came up with a plan to hide her body and pretend that nothing had happened and to make up all these emails and voicemails or whatever to keep up the appearance that she was still alive. Mm-hmm. He says that he did all of this out of fear of losing his children because Aww. he didn't want his children to lose both a mom and a dad at the same time. Well, so, they lost a mom and a murderer. So. Yeah, so I think they're okay. But that's what he's saying, right? But also then 
But then when this inevitably goes fucking south, then these kids have lived above their mom in a fucking ah, yeah in a house with her body underneath. Fucking talk like, about that's mental damage. Terrifying. Jesus Christ. There was no way to tell if she had died instantaneously or if she had struggled before death. Oh, God. And I guess the point being that if she didn't die instantaneously and she had put up a struggle, that that could help prove the defense's theory that Alan was protecting himself in self-defense, right? Like, if she died instantaneously, then it's kind of like, whoa, she wasn't even combating you. But she if wasn't she, even ready for it. Yeah, but if she was putting up a struggle, then it would support the theory that they were fighting and she tried to stab him with a knife or whatever, you know? Here's it the wouldn't thing, prove though. it. That if I was asleep... It. And then I was like, uh-oh, is that someone strangling me? And I woke up to that. Like, you know, not fighting them at all. And yeah. I woke up to that. I'd be like, ah, and I'd still try and struggle back. Oh, for sure. It wouldn't sure. just be like, well, this is an interesting turn of events. No, I'll go to sleep again. Yeah. I have an idea. Well, thank God. I'm so tired. <laughs> I wasn't ready to wake up. Actually, it's interesting you say this because I was watching Squid Games last night. Okay. Or Squid Game. Not not plural just one and there's one point spoiler alert not really it's nothing fucking specific but a lady's being choked out yeah and she's like hitting the guy and i'm just like oh my god i've never envisioned this like if somebody's choking you you have enough time to realize like i need to fight back and, and i have, still have seconds arms i know well this lady didn't either she need him in the crotch and thank god it was a dude so his balls were out but like you know <laughs> hanging out there <laughs> as they do well i mean you you have more than seconds even like unless they knock your ass out or something but you, it takes like oh my god minute. i can't hold my breath underwater for like pff, 10 seconds without sheer panic setting in yeah and that's that called anxiety is gonna cause a gouge eye from that guy oh yeah 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 be like fucking ugh, rip his face off of yeah. his face yeah and then unless when the you're cops being go held to down talk to him yeah what if she was drugged and then he choked her like i'm saying you know if there's like, okay, there's other ways. Yeah. But yeah, if it was like, you know, mind my own business and he's coming for me, I'm still going to be like, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse I don't like that. the fuck out of me. Well, they couldn't prove whether or not that had happened. Yeah. All they could say, and they weren't even 100% confident on her cause of death. Yeah. Like probable manual, manual strangulation. I can Ugh. say the words. Yeah, you got it. So there's no way to really prove that. The judge ended up finding Alan not guilty of second-degree murder, but instead guilty of manslaughter, which comes with a lesser sentence. He believed him? This guy is so fucking manipulative. It's insane. This dude, Alan. Yeah. And this is all based off of my total experience of ever interacting with him, which is zero, and only <laughs> reading articles. But he seems like a fucking slime ball. Oh, my God. Not to throw in my own personal opinion on this podcast that should never be used for any kind of research and is definitely only based off of our personal opinion. Uh -huh, but uh -huh. I'm pretty sure he's a sleazeball. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you some more shit about him that's going to make you probably feel the same way. Okay. So he's not guilty of second-degree murder instead of manslaughter. And for interfering with Lisa's remains. Mm -hmm. Or for, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, not calling the cops and putting her in a fucking concrete couch. Yeah, exactly. So he ended up getting seven years. That's seven years. It? That's it. Seven years. And five years were for the manslaughter and two for disgracing a body. It's disgraceful. It's so disgraceful. It's very tis distasteful also. Quite distasteful. Quite. I do declare. Mr. Beauregard. <laughs> well, that's Canada, right? Yeah, they're so fucking nice, yeah. man. Like, I, he didn't mean it. Oh, my God. Okay. So, well, first he of all. He didn't mean to murder her, then go buy all the supplies to hide her body. And <laughs> It was an accident, yeah. I swear. Also, like, just going back to this manipulative side of him, like, he is now saying... That he's in a he was in an abusive relationship and he did it out of self defense. Yeah, which like for the record, I guess uh, Peggy, Lisa's mom, had said Lisa hit him over the head with a frying pan before, but oh. I don't know that it was not not warranted. You know what I mean? Yeah, not that yeah, you yeah. should do that, but I'm pretty but sure she might have been coming at her. Yeah, I'm lady. pretty sure she wasn't just like you know what, fuck you today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, woke uh, up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. Also, I might be a little biased because I'm like, home dude was just chilling at home and she's working two fucking jobs and then he yeah. kills her. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and doesn't tell anyone. Yeah. 
Anyway, so did he get a job after? Or (laughs) I don't know. It's like fuck. I gotta start paying bills, Mm, right? You just killed your fucking cash cow. Yeah. Uh, Another thing is like you know he's sitting in court and he's like I did it for the kids. You know, like I hid her body for the kids. Like come on, fuck off. That's so scary. I wonder what the kids feel about that later. Oh, I don't know. I really don't know anything about the kids actually, which is probably for the better. They probably don't want anybody to know them. Yeah. Okay, so he gets seven years. The prosecution was like, bull fucking shit. That's dumb. And so they filed an appeal. That's dumb. That's dumb. That's not enough. That's dumb. That's dumb. Let's file an appeal. And so they did. And they stated that his punishment was unfit because Alan had deceived Lisa's mom by pretending to be Lisa and making her believe that she was alive for two years. Yeah. So, like, not only did he do those two things, but also, what the fuck? What about Peggy and all this? Like, she thought her daughter was alive. He was being a manipulative fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So... The judge was like, you're right. And he was given three more years in prison. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Now so now it's 10 better. years. 10 years in prison. So while in prison, Alan was granted day parole because you're in Canada and everybody's so fucking nice. And what? one of his yeah, one of his rules on day parole was that he couldn't have any kind of relationship with a female without reporting it, whether that be just conversation, like a friendship, or if it were like romantically involved or a sexual relationship in any way, shape, or form. He had to report that. Like if you're gonna hang out with a chick, you gotta fucking yeah, let us know. Like you got a bad track record with them. <laughs> and like we don't need anybody coming up murdered and hiding in cement walls again. Yeah. So yeah. like you gotta let us know if if you're talking to anybody. So that was, like, one of his rules. Okay. Right? Well, Alan decided, you know what? Okay. I got a boner. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and so I need somebody to take care of this boner. And so he went to a massage parlor. Uh-huh. And he had sex with one of the workers there. Okay. Because it was that kind of massage parlor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Got a little you happy I mean? ending after. Yeah. Yep. Hey-o, hey-o. And he failed to mention that to his parole officer. <laughs> <laughs> does he have to tell him when he gets a prostitute yeah yeah he does wow. like any kind of sexual relationship or friendship with a female he has to report it which has got to be the most awkward conversation i'm pretty sure prostitution is legal in canada as like you know they have like card carrying sex workers you know that kind of thing maybe that's why it wasn't so weird that he went to a massage parlor yeah. i'm over here like Woo-hoo! and it's probably yeah. just like a thing it's i think it's i think it's legal and i think it's a relatively normal thing but it's still i imagine like taboo and also like no one really wants to admit that they pay for it like uh, a lot of people pay for it yeah but i doubt men want to admit that they pay for it yeah so like to have to tell your parole officer so awkward she fucking jerk my chain or whatever (laughs) do you need to know exactly what happened or that i think they just need to know like hey i'm talking to this person or i had interaction with this person you might find my dna on that person yeah like you might want to know that (laughs) oh my god oh my god super gross an awkward one. The so parole officer is like, all right, all right, all right, all right, that's enough. Anyway, so he fails to report this. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he also had a tender profile, which I didn't even know that you could have like a fucking phone on day parole or whatever. Yeah. Maybe he went to an internet cafe. I don't really know. But um, so he had a tender profile. <laughs> it's at the library. <laughs> <laughs> and he was talking to girls and like had somebody that he was chatting with regularly. And he didn't report that either. <gasps> Dude, you already got away with murder, basically. chill, bro. You got away with murder. Yeah, basically. He literally did. He he just got manslaughter. Yeah. So, like, chill, bro. Yeah. Like, fucking hide out a minute or, or, or just be like, yeah, I'm talking to this person. Yeah. This is a long, meaningful relationship with a person who, you know, it's going to be a healthy relationship. Unlike my last one, as per my defense, it was unhealthy. Yeah, where I was being abused, allegedly. Yeah. All right, so... He gets in trouble for this because they're like, hey, yo, you can't fucking do that, man. And they contact fucking the chick and they're like, "Um, you know, he killed a chick, right? Yeah, you might want to be careful, man. Yeah. So I don't know how they found out about any of this or how the fucking can of worms got opened. But they find out and the parole board is like, fuck that shit. You can't do that. And they look into his like halfway house that he was living at, which I don't understand day parole because I don't know why you have a halfway house. Maybe it's maybe you're just out and you're like, you need a place to sit all of the days you're on parole. Maybe you just live on parole. I don't in know. Halfway yeah. House. I have no idea. So he was living in a halfway house and they found a bunch of sex toys in his room too. So they were lady like lady sex toys? Like oh, as if to say great question. As if to say there were females around or were they yeah, like that's I don't know, the, a fleshlight because I feel like that's yeah. 
Listen, that's even better. And now he's not having female relationships. Exactly. I'm going to go ahead and guess like four females because this seemed like a big no-no. Like, oh, he's not allowed to have sex toys without reporting that too, which is, again, a very awkward conversation. Anyway, I'm going to buy a fucking... I got this drilled out. Double penetration. Eight foot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. Okay. So he gets in trouble and he was an obvious violation of his parole. And so they revoked his day parole. Okay. For the record, he was also up for like full parole. And they were like, we're obviously not going to approve that. And now we're questioning day parole. So we're going to revoke that and review your fucking life choices. Dude. Yeah. Like you had it all fine. Yeah. All you, you need to do. You a job. You're on fucking parole. Do you have to pay rent on parole? I don't know. You're on a halfway house. Do you need to pay rent? I don't, I don't think know so. how that works. I don't fucking know either, man. I feel like the in Canada you don't have to pay it. for shit. It's like healthcare. <laughs> Everything is free. You're 18 <laughs> now. Here's your house. <laughs> Welcome to society. This is how much we idolize other countries. I know so much. So <laughs> jealous. <laughs> What's it like to have a functioning political party? <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so he goes up and he's like. You know, I'd like full parole. And they're like, no, you can't do any of that shit because you were fucking deceitful. Yeah. And so you did back there. Yeah. And he was like, you know what, guys? It was a simple mistake. I'm really lonely in prison. I haven't had any human contact except for my day parole and living in a halfway house with other people. Right. He said that he was longing for human contact. Aren't we all, bitch? And that's why I did what I did. And the parole board was like, Mm, it's a little upsetting at how deceitful you have been so far, though. <laughs> I'm and, still pretty pissed that you lied. Yeah, like, that's not nice. And so I guess he also had a history of, like, hoarding his pills to, dre- to treat his bipolar disorder. And he would, cool. like, hoard them so he wouldn't have to take them. Yeah. And he was saying, well, they're not working, so I don't want to take yeah, them. Because they're not, because you're not using them. <laughs> in a timely manner True. but also the other option is like why don't you talk to your health care provider or whatever and tell them this isn't working for me but instead of doing any of the right things it seems like everything in his life he did the wrong thing yeah you know like even on parole he could have sex with people you just got to report it yeah you can have sex toys you just got to report it and he just never did and he was like being sneaky and like trying to go behind their backs why i i don't know have one awkward five minute conversation Right? And then still be out. There was even a quote of him saying, like, his worst enemy is himself. Like, that's not a direct quote. But basically, Mm -hmm. he self-sabotages himself too much. But it's also like, but you're just, like, I feel like he's one of those people who grew up doing this. Like, you just, like a fucking perpetual liar or whatever they Mm -hmm. called. You know. Pathological. There you go. Pathological liar. Where that's just how they get through life. Yeah. Like, not doing the right thing. And so he, like, learns to manipulate people around him to get what he wants. And so he's just like, oh, my gosh, I was hurt so bad. Oh, my gosh, the kids. Oh, my gosh, I don't want to take these pills. It's not because I'm trying to be bad. It's because they don't work. And He's making excuses. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So fun fact, this article that I was reading, one of them, said that he would finish serving his sentence in 11 months. And the article was written in May 2020. 21 so that means he would get released next april he'll have served his full 10 years so everybody be on the lookout for fucking alan well alan shyback alan shyback he's probably gonna go by like al yeah change his name so no one can fucking recognize him or just like len (laughs) (laughs) i like that one better i hope he goes by len hey man i'm len oh man if alan's listening he's gonna be pissed well, he probably is because he has fucking day parole all the time. He's just out and about doing whatever the fuck he wants. Not anymore. He got that shit taken away. Well, okay. Is he in like a real prison now? I fucking guess. Mm. <laughs> mm. Do not use this for actual research. <laughs> Purposeless. Any of them. Any of the episodes. Just no, no. Assume it's all false. <laughs> Strictly for entertainment purposes. Yeah. This is all just storytelling. You know how they always say at the beginning of something like this does not reflect the um, yeah, views and opinions of. <laughs> it literally only reflects the views and opinions of us. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that's my fucking story. Holy Poor Lisa. Shit. That's insane. Yeah. I feel so bad for those kids who were just like living on top of their mom and had no fucking clue. Yeah. Also, talk about the trauma of like, oh, your mom abandoned you. She's gone. She just Uh, left. Right. And then suddenly like you're like, oh, man, mom's kind of a piece of shit. Right. Like she just left us. That's fucked up. 
How could or you're she like leave holding dad? out hope that she'll come back. Yeah, or like so you know, you write her letters on Christmas or something. Like so I don't know where to up. send this, but like I don't know to the fucking heavens because to I, Santa. Yeah, yeah. Like the, all I, I want for old... Christmas is mom. Oh, good. I hope you had to deal with that. Yeah, I don't. I just it's shit. It's just sad. I don't know how old the kids were or whatever, but I also because you asked like how decomposed was her body. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder that too. Like what happens in salt? I would think salt would like dry you up and mummify you. But like, what's a cat litter do? Dry you up too? Like you just said, you probably don't want to mummify. And they said that the remains were so far gone that so far they could tell if there was a knife fight or anything. You know? Yeah, I'm assuming the salt in the cat litter had to have been to dry up. Juices. Juices. Yeah. Um, but also, okay, she was in a tub. Was yeah, like concrete? a Rubbermaid tub. Yeah. Like one that you use for like Christmas shit, you know, yeah, like one yeah. of the bigger ones, but. Yeah, I use this a lot at work. Okay, well, you can think about that next time. I will. I have one in the back of my car. I could probably get into it. Um, but. <laughs> might have to, might have to squish you Was up. there cement in that as well? I don't think so, no. It was just taped She up. was in, I think. She was in a plastic bag because they do show pictures of them like opening the lid and I see a plastic bag, but I don't see any cat litter or salt on top of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing the cat litter and the salt is inside of the bag Mm -hmm. or under it. It, Yeah, I don't know. Because that would fall, I'm assuming. It's granular. a lot of measures. I just. Also, two stories in a row where people have been put in containers. Interesting. I've a lot on my mind, guys. Well, because I did did the the trash trash can. can. Yeah. Hmm. What are your searches like? Oh, so bad. <laughs> so bad. Actually, it's funny because in this, it was like, oh, they looked at his internet searches and it was like, how is his body decomposing without any air, without any insect activity and stuff like that? And, and I'm like, like, that's a Tuesday night. <laughs> I have for sure Googled that out of sheer curiosity. Yeah, yeah, no exactly. reason. Like, just I'm curious. Like, right now, I want to know. I, I have the same curiosity. What happens in cat litter? Yeah. I can't Google that, though. You can. It'll look suspicious. It's just that... If Lee then shows up buried in cat, cat litter, litter around him, it's going to look suspicious. suspicious. Yeah. But Ugh. if you're like, how do pipe bombs work? And then Lee ends up being strangled, there's plausible no correlation. Yeah. No correlation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. So if you want to check out pictures pertaining to that case, go to isgdpodcast.com. Come join Patreon for a little or as little as a dollar. You get an extra goddamn episode every month on Hell top yeah. of access to all of our back episodes, which has to be a fucking million by now, At for least. only a fucking dollar. A dollar. One so dollar. More. You're all caught up and you have nothing else to do? Fucking give One us a dollar. dollar. Mm-hmm. Give us a dollar. You can get some get some shit and then cancel it. Yep. There you go. No one will fucking know. Except for us. We will. And then also you can join our $10 tier and there you get access to all of the video of this, which is literally just Aaron and I sitting in the she shed shooting the shit and going on 500 more tangents than you ever hear on the real podcast. Yeah. This one wasn't bad because we were kind of rushing, but we should really do this all the time, huh? Like people would be able to follow stories so much easier. Yeah. Like in a hurry and have a deadline. Mm -hmm. Then we actually stick to the story. Mm -hmm. Not as fun. (laughs) Not nearly as fun. I feel like like the people on Patreon are like, don't do that. (laughs) I know. They like the tangents. Yeah. They're like, we just want to hang out with you. (laughs) Even when they're dumb. Yeah, they're always dumb. And not relevant. Anyway. Okay. So like this one. (laughs) Oh, this one? Oh, like now. (laughs) You won't hear it. (laughs) Okay. So uh, yeah. Come join Patreon. We would love your support. Also, what else can they do? They can email us at G-I-S. Nope, nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I left my body for a second. Gist? <laughs> G-I-S-D? Gist. They can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. You can join our... Us? Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, let's do it. We, oh. we don't have a fucking order to this. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> That's last. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Where can they snail mail us? <laughs> What a you shit can, show. I know, right? You can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Also, if you want to come join us on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok. ISGD Podcast. Yep. Come join the goddamn pod group. It's lots of fun, and we've gotten real big, and it's so fucking cool. There's like 600 people on There's there. There's 700. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Don't let me under-exaggerate. Come join us, 700 close fucking best friends. Yeah. What else? Ooh, subscribe, rate, and review. As always, go fucking pimp us out so that people can find us. I think that's it. We were supposed to have a package to open at the end of this, but we failed at life. 
I left it. It's your fucking birthday. You get to leave shit at your house. (laughs) Okay, cool. On that note, toodles noodles. Bye.